two weeks to slow the spread turned into, uh, gosh, a year and a half, roughly. Uh, one thing that's uh, been impacted by all of this COVID-19 uh, and the mitigation uh, is landlords and their tenants. Uh, with the uh, federal government issuing a uh, moratorium that lasted months upon months upon months. Uh, and the state of Illinois uh, issuing a moratorium on evictions lasting months upon months, uh, more than a year. Uh, the eviction moratorium still in place. And uh, the uh, couple of different ways that this is being implemented, of course, is on a state level. Uh, you've got uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker issuing a moratorium, uh, but also you have a, a moratorium issued by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC. Well, uh, next uh, couple of segments here, we're going to delve into the legal challenges against these orders. And we'll start with the CDC's order. Uh, to talk about that is Liberty Justice Center attorney Daniel Sir here on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. You can always get a hold of me, bishoponair at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media. Just search out Bishop on Air, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, Daniel, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, and uh, I guess this will start with what exactly are the impacts on those uh, property owners who are renting it out uh, and, uh, and their tenants. Uh, what, what's been happening the past year and a half? Yeah, Greg, you were saying it's two weeks to slow the spread, and it uh, feels the same way in this context. We're on, I think, our sixth, quote-unquote, temporary halt uh, to evictions. And the reality of all these temporary halts that have been in place since March is not that they're solving the problem. It's that they're shifting the pain. That rather than getting at the underlying issues in the rental housing market, they are just creating... A new economic burden for small business owners because even if people get permission from the government to stop paying the rent, that doesn't mean banks stop collecting the mortgage. That doesn't mean local governments stop expecting property taxes. That doesn't mean that maintenance costs and everything else that comes with owning a property ceases. And so all we've done is shift the pain onto mom-and-pop small business owners like uh, my client Sayed and others uh, who are uh, trying to, to manage their properties and, and make it as a business, and the government's coming in with this huge heavy hand and, and preventing the market from working. So ultimately, uh, we have the CDC uh, and the U.S. Supreme Court kind of at odds here a bit. I don't think the court ruled against a uh, an eviction moratorium, but signaling that uh, uh, continuing uh, the eviction moratorium indefinitely is just not legit. Uh, so the CDC came back and they, they modified it a bit. Uh, but they modified it in a way, Daniel, that uh, seemed to wrap the practically the entire country uh, into a, a continued eviction moratorium. What's going on there? Yeah, Greg, this is nothing less than premeditated lawlessness. So the Supreme Court considered a previous challenge to a previous eviction order, um, and the key swing vote on that court case, Justice Kavanaugh said this moratorium is, is set to expire in a few weeks. Let's let it run its course. But if there are going to be future moratoria, Congress needs to act. You guys have to amend the legislation because the, the law does not provide this level of authority. So there are there clearly five votes for that proposition that the law does not currently give the CDC this authority. So they, they tried. 
they went to Congress. Nancy Pelosi and, and President Biden lobbied Congress hard. As part of that lobbying, they said, look, guys, the Supreme Court has said we don't have this power. So we really need you to pass this bill. And they couldn't get the vote. And then miraculously, as soon as they found out they couldn't get the votes, they decided they did have this power. And the way that they did it was they had a, quote, unquote, tailored approach. But the tailored approach is a joke. It's a charade because 90 percent of Americans and 80 percent of U.S. counties are covered by the so-called tailored approach. And there's already been a federal judge in D.C. who said this is a joke. It's the same ban as the last time. And you guys still don't have the authority you need from Congress to put this in place. That's why this lawsuit's necessary, because they're doing it anyway. We're talking with Daniel Sir. He is an attorney with the Liberty Justice Center challenging the Biden administration's continued eviction moratorium, uh, and that continues until um, uh, sometime in October. Uh, and uh, it's something that uh, has lasting impacts here. Uh, as you mentioned, we've got uh, landlords that uh, they still have to pay uh, maintenance costs. They still have to pay their property taxes. They still have to pay their mortgage if they carry one. Uh, so all of those costs still there, but they haven't been able to really get much rent uh, in some instances from their tenants. Do we know how large of a scope this is across the country and just how much money's at stake here? Yeah, we're talking about billions of dollars in uh, money across the country. We're covering 90% of the U.S. population with this, with this new order. Um, but the really practical impact is on the small dollars, right? It's on individual property owners, uh, like my client Syed. They had moved here uh, from Pakistan after a lifelong career in information technology. He became an American citizen, and he decided he wanted to invest his retirement funds in real estate. And so Syed owns a couple of properties in uh, suburban Chicago, DuPage County, uh, that he manages with his brother. I mean, he's grown his business to the point now where he's got a handyman, uh, who's part of their team, and they manage these properties for the tenants. Um, but this is this is his job. It's also his his retirement tied up in these properties. And when when people stop paying rent, Syed's costs don't stop, um, but his income does, and that that just puts a squeeze on his small business. And and so for a lot of these smaller mom and pop property investors, the guy who owns the duplex lives in one half and rents out the other half, right? Like these costs are real and we need people to continue paying rent in order to make sure that these small businesses survive. Daniel, we've seen um, billions of dollars uh, go out in um, rental assistance. And in the state of Illinois, hundreds of millions of dollars going out in rental assistance with more being claimed. Um, But a lot of that seems to rely on the uh, uh, cooperation between the landlord and the tenant. Uh, How is that? uh, Is that helping alleviate any of this? Or is that something that uh, isn't necessary, um, given uh, where we're at in this pandemic? Greg, it's a great point. One of the things that's so frustrating for property owners is the fact that there are all of these programs out there, not just rental assistance, but unemployment, right, and the unemployment bonus that people are receiving right now. So there's plenty of assistance to ensure people have the money they need in order to meet their obligations. The problem is people have have to do it, right? They have to choose to pay the rent rather than 
um, use that money for for other things. And when you have the government saying you can keep your your housing without having to pay the rent, that just gives people permission to um, use their unemployment benefits or, or other benefits to to do other things rather than than meet their obligations. Daniel, what are the next steps here for the uh, lawsuit against the federal uh, eviction moratorium? So we are in front of a judge in Chicago, the Northern District of Illinois, a federal judge, um, and we are asking uh, the judge and the government for expedited relief. This is happening right now. It's impacting my clients. It is impacting uh, people like Syed right now. And so we need relief uh, as promptly as possible. So we are filing papers with the court asking for expedited consideration, knowing this is only supposed to be in place through October, uh, knowing as well that the government has indicated they might extend it again. uh, But theoretically, it's supposed to be in place through October. And so we need a court to act promptly uh, to restore the market and um, make sure that that landlords and tenants can work together to solve these problems, uh, but that people continue paying their rent. So Small business owners like Saeed can stay in business. Daniel Sir, he is an attorney with the Liberty Justice Center. Uh, I tackling the issues of the uh, CDC's eviction moratorium, and uh, they tackle a whole bunch of other issues as well. So, Daniel, I uh, anticipate that we'll talk about uh, some other things that uh, COVID nineteen's impacted in the future. All right. I tell you, twenty twenty has been a banner year for government overreach, and twenty twenty one is shaping up to look a lot alike and. That means our team at Liberty Justice Center, we're going to stay busy, and we appreciate allies like you, Greg, and uh, being in the fight with us. Appreciate the calls, as always, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, sir.